0: are back it's the pod people your favorites or least favorite i don't know which and we're back with another mini review stop banging shit on the table (laughs) Uh, I'm your host Matisse Van Rossum And I'm joined by all the boys Ben is back, welcome back Hey, it's a piranha It's just one piranha And uh, Eugene is here as
1: well Man, I'm tired of this system, old man That's not what spring break is about
0: It's about pumping your fist in the air And not wearing a t-shirt Get out of my face And tonight we're uh, joined by another special guest, our good buddy Quinn Voot. Welcome to the show, Quinn. Yo, 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 what's up, what's up? And in case you didn't guess it from the title of the episode, we're here reviewing Piranha 3D, a film that I think, and I think you guys would agree, is extremely underrated. Three dimensions of death. Three Dimensions of Piranhas and Three Dimensions of Boobies, which is the exact dimension that I like when it comes to my boobies. And male
2: genitalia.
0: Oh, yes. Uh, (laughs) That's CG, though. The boobies are real. Piranha 3D came out in 2010, was directed by uh, Alexander Asia... Who did stuff like what High Tension, the remake of Hills Have Eyes,
1: a... Mirrors, which I guess is also a remake of another movie. So seems like he's uh, at a certain point he was just the he was the horror movie remake, remake guy to machine. go to, right? He had a nice good string in the uh, early to late two thousands. But... All
0: all I've seen that he's done is the Hills Have Eyes remake.
3: I saw High Tension a few years back, and I hated it. I did not think it was good at all. It's one of those movies where it does one of those, oh, she was actually the killer the whole time Twist. Uh,
1: hey, spoilers, spoilers, this movie's, like, only 16 years I'm old. I'm going to
3: spoil so. it because it sucks and you shouldn't <laughs> see it.
0: What about all the people, myself included, who wanted to go out and see High Tension immediately after listening to this episode? Now Uh, you've ruined it for all of us.
1: And I knew it was in French. Now I knew I was going to love it just from that.
3: So yeah, this movie's about... Spring break is happening on this uh, popular lakefront. In like
0: Arizona or something. Which seems like a a weird place to go uh, for
3: spring break. Does anyone remember the name of the lake? Uh,
1: Lake uh, County. Piranha. Piranha, Death Piranha Piranha, Lake. Lake.
3: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the big dirty lake. Um, three three D lake. Yeah. Apparently a an earthquake happens or a you know, seismic event and it opens up an underground lake underneath the lake. Lake Yeah. Even. Which uh is full of uh prehistoric piranhas it's not a
0: thinking man's movie
2: <laughs>
0: it's, it's a very simple concept piranha 3d for the intellectual dark web only <laughs> i feel like uh this is like the last of the real like 3d gimmick movies of the mid to late 2000s obviously more 3d movies have come out since then but this is the last one i remember where it's like this is piranha 3d it's in 3d and you gotta see it in 3d this was like peak
3: gimmick i feel like around this time people they were introducing those 3d tvs that you could get where you could wear the weird like Shaded glasses. Who wants to to wear glasses
0: when they're watching TV? Right, like super
3: extra. Well, and that's the thing. They they developed these for like two years, and then they stopped making them. So people probably paid like three grand for one of these TVs.
2: Matisse Quinn, what's your favorite mid two thousands gimmicky three D (laughs) movie?
0: I honestly probably this one though because I fucking hate three D. It's a terrible goddamn gimmick. This movie
3: absolutely <laughs> works in 3D.
0: Yes, it does. Um, we did not watch it in 3D, obviously. Yeah,
3: but but uh, it plays some of the gimmicks up, but it's okay because it's such a campy, cartoony, over the top movie, and it's colorful too. Unlike a lot of 3D movies, it actually uses color, like My Bloody Valentine in yeah.
0: 3D. It's not
3: grim, dark, and gross. It's not a dark mess that basically incomprehensible with 3d glasses on you know it's it's bright and in your face
0: well i uh i guess the original piranha was directed by joe dante and produced by roger corman were you saying ben that like even the premise of the original piranha was supposed to be like a jaws spoof i've never seen it
3: yeah well there was a bit of jaws mania after it came out and so there was a bunch of knockoffs that were coming out that weren't as quality, you know, like Orca the Killer Whale. <laughs> and, like, Piranha was supposed to, like, be kind of a parody. It's directed by Joe Dante, you know, the Gremlins guy. I'm sure Gremlins, that it... I haven't so. seen
1: the original either, but I'm sure it must be pretty tongue-in-cheek. It, uh... it's,
3: it's a little tongue-in-cheek. Much like this movie, it kind of plays it straight a little bit. Like, I mean,
0: yeah, Joe, Joe Dante is not totally camp like he did the howling have you guys seen that the werewolf movie no, I uh, haven't. Ever that seen one it. is it's not that campy it's definitely not the same kind of camp level as like american werewolf in london the howling has some of the greatest horror movie practical effects i think i've ever seen i'm kind of lukewarm on the movie in general but like, it's it's iconic just for some of those werewolf effects. This this movie is like pure exploitation, shameless B movie. Well, and that's the thing, because we have
3: a lot of quote unquote exploitation movies lately, you know, like post grindhouse, we get all these, you know, Sharknados. <laughs> but when people make those movies I feel like they're too tongue-in-cheek where they're in on the joke a bit too much to make it feel like an actual like exploitation throwback Right. right, there's there's a
0: there's a certain amount of sincerity lost in those kinds yeah, of movies. It's mo- like it, it how dumb such... of a movie can we make? I yeah. think the
1: big problem is is a callback to some of those. They they were probably not trying to be as goofy as they are uh, as they appear to be today. Because of course, effects and just acting things of that nature, this they they can age really poorly. So with some of those movies that are coming out uh, that want to try and emulate that, sometimes they're just not. Uh, they're they they're almost not given the right amount of effort. You still need to you need to care about what you're doing, even yeah. if it's stupid and silly. They they miss gotta... the
0: point of what makes those charming, you know? Like, right. Your delivery's got to have some sincerity, even yeah. if you're trying to make a fun. You have movie. to ground
3: your world, even if the events in your world are cartoony and over the top. You know, like the the events in this movie, yeah. I thought are done pretty well. You know, it's still pretty campy. You have uh, Christopher Lloyd as this uh, fish expert.
0: And um, yeah, he totally just turns on the Doc Brown thing like he, to he, a ridiculous level. He gives level. it 150%, and I love it. Well,
1: Christopher Lloyd and Richard Dreyfuss both make uh, uh, yeah, an Eli Roth 2 cameos, I think, for the most part. Christopher Lloyd is definitely... Uh, a, a bigger part, as we mentioned, is sort of like a the the, the crazy guy yeah. who four crazy million man. years, <laughs> right? yeah, yeah, just super hamming it up, giving us the the whole exposition dump. But this
0: particular uh, species yeah. of piranha.
1: <laughs> the uh, the the main story re- revolves around this uh, this uh, the seventeen year old kid named um, Jake. Jake, yeah, Steve just Steve
3: McQueen Jr.
1: Yes, yeah, right. The uh, the grandson of Steve McQueen. It turns out. So I wonder if he'd be proud of him, just uh, to, I, to be in Piranha. Yeah,
0: I, I saw in in the opening credits Stephen R. McQueen, and I'm like, I wonder if there's any relation or if there's just. It's just an attempt to play off of a famous name. But no, I guess he actually is related. I gotta look this up. When did Steve McQueen die? Was he alive when this came out?
1: Uh, I don't think so. Uh, no, he died in 1980.
3: Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Steve McQueen oh, yeah. died in yeah. 1980. I'm the
0: thinking of service. Paul Newman. Oh, yeah. Oh. Right. No, no, no. He yeah. died
3: in, like, 2011, I think.
0: But it, just in general, like... This movie has, like, a surprisingly stacked cast for what it is. Aside from the, the cameos from uh, Christopher Lloyd and Richard Dreyfuss and Eli Roth, you got, like, Ving Rhames, Elizabeth Shue, fucking Adam Scott in, like, an early film role.
2: A lot of familiar porn stars.
0: A lot of familiar porn <laughs> stars. I... Don't think that there is a natural pair of breasts in this entire movie, <laughs> except maybe Richard Dreyfuss at the beginning. <laughs> but like, all of the tits are are fake. Well, it works
3: because it's a Spring Break movie, right? You know? This
0: whole movie just makes me feel like uh, it remind or it reminds me of the intro to Spring Breakers without any of the irony. <laughs> which is funny in its own way yeah well especially the party scenes like
3: they, they have all these flashy uh, intro scenes on the beach with bunches of people dancing to their own beats.
0: <laughs> right. The montage party scenes yeah. where they're all obviously dancing to to, to different beats. Right, because you can
1: assume that on set, I mean, for dialogue and everything, you're not going to have music playing Yeah, they so. weren't
0: playing music. I... <laughs> That must be super surreal to just see, like, hundreds of people <laughs> in bathing suits just dancing to no music. Harvey yeah. Weinstein
2: liked it. Oh, yeah. This, well, <laughs>
0: this is a Weinstein production. Yeah, God. And now we know it, why it, it was sure, made. It sure makes a lot of sense.
2: Well, this is his magnum opus. <laughs> what he'll be remembered
1: for. Uh, yeah. See, I uh, watching that, I, I was... I, I came upon a realization where I don't know if I've ever actually seen like a real spring break party. I feel like I'm seeing it in movies constantly, but I I've never actually seen one in real life or like heard of one. So I wonder maybe I have,
0: unfortunately. Oh yeah, well, are hey, they you know they exist. Similar? Just
1: seems like movie um, set spring break parties are crazier. Uh,
0: well, let me put it to you this way. A real spring break party has the same amount of people and boobies and energy, but it's much more annoying,
3: sadder,
0: I guess. Like, everybody, obviously, out of their fucking minds on drugs, puking, like, all over each other, like, stumbling, bros in fucking bro tanks getting into fights. Right, they're like, yeah, I think I gotta take another semester. I, okay, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I guess I guess the best way I could describe it is that real spring break parties are similar, but much less glamorous. Much so the ones trashier. You say, much trashier. Well, hey, that's, just,
1: that's just real life compared to movies is a little more trash but... well
0: the the
3: the big overarching storyline getting back to it though is uh stephen mcqueen's character um whatever his name is
2: uh jaco J-
3: jake um he uh is supposed to be babysitting his uh siblings on uh spring break you know his mom's the sheriff and she's a single mom so he has to babysit the kids he gets uh invited to be like a location scout for uh Jerry O'Connell's Wild Wild Girls. Which right, is, you which know, obviously just a play on Girls Gone Wild. Yeah,
1: that, that might be the most dated thing. Has anyone even heard of Girls Gone Wild, like in this in this digital age? I feel like that shit only made sense for VHS.
0: Yeah, that only <laughs> that that shit I remember watching Comedy Central late at night Yeah, Comedy Central. And there's always just like the five minute commercials for Girls Gone Wild in between like the late night comedy shows. And as a kid, it's like, oh my God, boobies. Or if Uh, your parents
2: are in the room, you're just staring blankly at the wall for two minutes. Right. Hoping nothing (laughs) goes down. You're
1: pretending (laughs) to not be interested. Pretending not to notice (laughs) your father saving the phone number (laughs) (laughs) as he's watching it. One of those things you brush past apparently um, the 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 creator of Girls Gone Wild he was uh he was threatening to sue uh, during the making of this cuz oh, he really? knew that they, they they had a character who well was
3: th- him <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: right <laughs> cuz uh, if you can imagine this character is not portrayed in a very positive light a womanizer um, drug addict who Incidentally, and this is the biggest problem the Girls Gone Wild guy had, was that he uh, he seems to have a liking towards uh, towards the y- younger women. Specifically, the sort of uh, friend and love interest of uh,
2: the-, the character Jake.
3: Who they uh, establish is,
2: is 17. Yes, they it- are strictly 17 years old. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but in fairness, he doesn't know that
2: at the time. And it, he's, like, a sleazy... And he never knows it, porn. does he? Like, they... He... They never tell him that they're in no, his no, rage. We
1: don't need to give this guy justification.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he, I can't he, believe... He's a kid diddler. I can't believe the Girls Gone Wild guy tried to sue over this. He cannot put a copyright on a, an arrangement of the words girls and wild. I don't <laughs> think that works. Or
2: sleazy softcore porn
0: directors. <laughs> right. That's defamation of character. Only I'm <laughs> allowed to wear just speedos. just admitting
2: that Jerry O'Connell
3: is playing him. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's right. That's he's, all he's really, doing he's by really outing a himself. Out of it. Yeah.
1: yeah. He just thought it was, the performance was too impressive. He's like, oh <laughs> shit, blowing my
3: spot up. Real but, talk though? Like I think Jerry O'Connell kind of steals the show in this movie. Oh, well he oh, yeah. I think he's yeah.
1: having the most fun out of all the actors here. I uh I read apparently Adam Scott, he plays, I guess, like A
0: researcher. A researcher yeah. who's, working, <laughs> right, who's
1: working with uh uh the the mom uh, when this this earthquake goes off to check out, you know what's what's going down. What's this seismic activity all about? And um, since they actually did shoot this in Arizona, Adam Scott uh, likened this experience to to being on something like the set of Apocalypse Now, just because it was so unbearably hot uh, every single day that they were shooting. So
0: I believe it. I bet they lived for the days when they got. To be in the water on set,
1: <laughs> right? Well, apparently that was another uh, to to go on this little tangent. The, some of the hardest stuff to shoot for this wasn't the 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 CGI or any of like the the gore and special effects stuff. It was the water scenes and just trying to coordinate like the right times to be in the water to have everyone
0: like um, coordinate within it. So, oh yeah, doing dude, shit I, like that. Just... I was actually thinking about that in a couple of the scenes when we were watching. Like, last night, like the big bloody scene where the piranhas like all (laughs) attack the party and there's just like hundreds of people in the water being torn to shreds. Like, that whole scene is absolute chaos, and how they coordinated that shit must have been a Incredible, fucking nightmare. Yeah. Like, that, the part where the, the douchey guy, like, jumps in the boat, oh. and he's driving away, and he's just running people yeah. over <laughs> with the boat, and it's like, those are real people in the water actually being run over by a boat. <laughs> like, I'm really wondering how they didn't fucking kill some of those people. They must have had put like a cage around the motor. Or well, something. I thought what
1: what I was thinking. They just had another boat off screen pulling, pulling that it, one, like yeah, you on think a rope. that
0: that could be. But still, like somebody gets their head knocked against the boat and drowns. Like, well, and they
1: also have like like a like a floating stage that that tilts over because there's so many people on there. And uh, we we're jumping a bit ahead in the movie as well. But this movie. The, what we've explained is pretty much all you need to know. It's an hour and a half. Moves really fast. Yeah. It almost... Uh...
0: Yeah, the story is pretty irrelevant, but there's a collection of some really fantastically fun scenes... Yes, no, just uh uh
1: well from the first kill, uh Richard Dreyfus is the, the first uh he is the poor fisherman out on the lake. He's wearing the same clothes he was wearing in in Jaws.
0: This movie um, is chock full of Jaws homages. And when and some the Titanic uh,
2: homages. Also yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, right, with the with with the whole chaos that happens later on. But the earthquake causes this whirlpool which sucks him into the water. The piranhas chomp him up. And it uh, it was giving me. Uh, it seems like some movies just like do this to me. It's very visceral, but it was giving me a lot of fear. Dot com flashbacks because same he's same getting kind like, really
0: bad CG, right? And he's getting yeah. t-
1: flipped around like crazy, as if he's in like a gyroscope or something. Or sorry, a gyroscope. I apologize.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I, I it, love that opening though. On yeah, well,
1: uh, it seems like it. Uh, it's very. Um, Uh, reminiscent of just the the really cheesy effects of of like jaws 3d like how you have like the 3d arm just like float up and you're like wow that looks so bad
0: (laughs) well that's the funny thing about this movie and because this is in a good way part of it yeah Yeah, part of it is is just like the time that it came out in and the technology that was available but also at the same time like Avatar came out a year before this, so the bad <laughs> CG is not really an excuse. Aside from a stylistic no, choice, right. which I'm fairly certain it was, but like the CG looks terrible, but the practical effects, Chef's Kiss, Mwah, amazing. That's your yeah. all the mangled bodies, nuts, Anna. absolutely Fantastic. fucking insane practical effects and gore, and so it's like the the combination between this really uh disgusting visceral gore with these really cartoonish cg effects makes this really weird combination that works
3: yeah well that's the thing you know i think it almost has like the effect of like the doom game the new one that came out where like it's very gory but it's kind of just campy and over the top and moves along fast enough right. that it doesn't feel excessive. It it's it keeps cartoony through the whole thing, And it's you know?
0: so it's so fast-paced that you don't have time to get tired of anything that it's doing because as soon as something starts to get old, it moves on to something more exciting, you know? Yeah, it doesn't just, overstay its welcome. No, it just, like, ramps that, that shit up like crazy. It was awesome to see Eli Roth get his head crushed like a fucking watermelon b- by a boat. Yeah, I'm sure that must have been uh, a
1: lot of fun for him to see, just because I'm sure they had to... Do some sort of mold, and if he was enjoying the movie, getting the hang around set. So yeah, it's a uh, it's very spectacular. Pr- during
0: the premiere, somebody had to be like, e- "Eli, put put your fucking dick away." Put yeah. your dick away.
3: <laughs> I gotta look this up. Do you you guys, can't jerk off here. Do you guys remember his name in this movie? Because I'm pretty sure it's something
1: ridiculous. It's just like, uh, well, as far as I know, he is just the wet
0: t-shirt, wet t-shirt contest host. host. <laughs> yeah,
3: wet t-shirt host is what he's credited as. Oh, really? I, I thought he introduced himself as something ridiculous.
0: Uh, Well, his DJ is DJ Chocolate Thunder. Oh, is that what yeah, you're thinking that's what of? I was thinking of. <laughs> just hilarious. This movie doesn't take itself seriously at all, but it still takes its universe seriously enough so that there's, like, sincerity. It doesn't feel uh, patronizing in, in in its tongue-in-cheek yeah. attitude, which I I know we were just talking about that, but I think well, that's because really it's, important.
1: It's not trying to have any other sort of... Message or do anything like that Because it seems like um, uh, Some of the, the worst movies too It's like they, they think that they're trying To say something as well Like um, uh, I'm thinking of I know you only saw it but you talked about it but, uh, What was it uh, Blood Freak um, yeah. You know, where they're trying to have the anti drug message behind it all, but it just ends up like beating you over the head or just like not working. Well, yeah, this it's movie, not it, subtle at all. Yeah, but this movie isn't trying to say much. The most it's trying to say is like, hey, want to see a bunch of like spring break kids get fucking eaten by
0: a bunch of fish. <laughs>
2: and Ben so, Reim's cutting up a million piranhas, prehistoric piranhas oh with my God. butter. <laughs> oh.
0: That oh, yeah, scene, that's, okay. that's probably my favorite part of <laughs> yeah, the movie.
3: That That is honestly the peak of the over-the-top action.
0: Well, it's hilarious because before that, the the police are just driving around in their boats just firing their guns into the water willy-nilly yeah, they're willy shooting nilly. These piranhas with
3: shotguns
0: and, and
2: Ving, tasers and
0: Ving Rames <laughs> oh yeah and a taser and Ving Rames is like standing in the shore or like in the shallows and shooting into the water with his shotgun and when it runs dry he just Rips a boat motor off the off a nearby speedboat and just starts hacking up all of these piranhas before they eventually overwhelm him, and it's amazing. And yeah. it's so
2: sad when it when they it do overwhelm sad. him. <laughs> it's like
0: Ving Rams is a very small part of this movie, but like, yeah, his his heroism and his death because of it is.
2: It's kind of emotional. And he was 150% into his character. And oh, And whatever yes. the hell he was doing, killed. Dude, those Ving piratas. Rhames is,
0: like, <laughs> Ving Rhames is underrated as shit as an actor. I, I think that he is a treasure. He has a great one-liner
3: before he uh, starts doing the boat motor, but I can't remember it.
0: Is it chew on this motherfucker? Yeah, it is. <laughs> he
3: says that right before starting the boat motor. This <laughs> sentence Jeez, in Wikipedia
2: okay. describing the scene says it all. Deputy Fallon makes a last stand, taking a boat motor and using the propeller to shred many piranhas. <laughs> though he is presumed to be killed by the piranhas.
0: <laughs> presumed? <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, definitely. well, shit. Well, he
3: does. There's
1: uh, a. Uh, I, I uh, should uh, say uh, he uh.
2: does
0: come back in the sequel. <laughs> oh my oh, god! Oh words. shit! Like.
3: Half man, half robot.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh my God! Does
0: he have a boat motor for an arm?
3: I wish that would
1: be
0: amazing. Well, no,
1: see, that's because uh, uh, this this movie does uh, it sets it's itself up for a sequel, of course. Like uh, like any great movie should, honestly. Like you want to get franchises going, and uh, that movie was called Piranha Three Double D. And apparently, it was not as good. It uh, was I'm, garbage. I'm sure that they doubled down on all of the, the stupidity, but without well, any of the, uh, the
3: crap. I actually saw the sequel, and it's all set at a water park. What? That, that should be amazing. Right? But the thing is, they don't do enough good with that
0: setting. You know, they it's just a bunch of wasted potential, honestly. Bummer, dude. I know that that one sucks. I haven't seen it, but, like, I know it's bad. But this movie gets a really bad rap. Like, this is one of those movies that if you start talking about like most people are going to roll their eyes and be like oh that dumb movie it's like yeah it's fucking dumb but it's hilarious well even
1: then it's uh i mean it wasn't highly praised but it was fairly well received when it came out and it's um it's one of the few movies where they uh they didn't have any um like pre uh, pre-release screenings which i mean anytime a movie does that it's a very bad sign but um that it did that while still getting a pretty pretty warm reception so well, that's comparatively the, to like other trash that came out
3: that's around the that thing time too you know this movie is capital f fun yeah. And, like, if you give it a bad rating, you're taking it way too seriously.
0: I feel like if you're
1: well, a hey, fan... Well, hey, so- if someone isn't a fan... Like, if someone just doesn't, like, care for that kind of, like, excessive violence, then they can, they can rate it poorly for that. But in terms of just entertainment, yeah, it, uh, I think it does all the right kind it's of not things. Trying
0: to, it's not trying to be Citizen Kane or anything. <laughs> yeah. Like... I feel like... Not even trying to be Jaws. (laughs) I feel like this is the type of movie that if you have an appreciation or a a sense of enjoyment for, like, exploitation cinema or super campy B-movies, like, there's no way you can't have fun with this movie. You just have to go into it knowing what you're expecting. Because it obviously is not trying to be, like high-end fine cinema. Like fucking Jerry O'Connell gets his dick bitten off by a piranha, and then we get a shot of it floating in the water before it gets snatched up and then burped out by another piranha. <laughs> That's
1: true, the piranha did burp, didn't The, piranha, Absolutely. Burped. the Absolutely piranha burped the piranha and his half
0: eaten his half eaten CG Schlong floats through the water like if that doesn't tell you everything you need to know about this movie then i don't even know what the fuck else to say (laughs) jerry o'connell has
3: maybe my favorite death scene in the movie too oh my god it's brutal he's on like the boat Jake, the character, is gonna, like, throw him in the water to be a distraction so the piranhas go at his body. And right, because
1: at this point, he's already been half-eaten, yeah. so... Yeah, they pull him out of the water the, the first
0: time, and, Dangly he's, legs and, and he's just a skeleton from, like, the chest down, and it's really funny because his, like, little... His little slim gym. His his little little, little stick legs are still moving around and stuff, (laughs) even though they're totally devoid of muscle or connective tissue. And they assume he's dead, so they just cover him with a towel. Yeah. And then later, like you said, yeah, Jake goes to throw his body in the water as a distraction, and he's still alive. Yeah, he like grabs Jake by the arm, and Jake still just and, picks him up and
3: tosses him yeah, in well, the water. His, his last words were "wet t shirt." Yeah, t shirt.
0: Oh, I thought that was so good. It's so funny. The entire movie, no matter what is happening, all he cares about is getting those money shots. <laughs> it's great. And he's just, like you said, he steals the show. He's just super manic, totally coked out, absolutely sleazy as fuck, propositioning teenagers and. Yeah, flying tatas. <laughs> <laughs> yes, flying
1: tatas. Uh, talking about they have uh two uh models like swimming underwater and he's like fish with tits. That's what it's
0: about. I'd fuck fishes, and I'd fuck a fish. <laughs> he's like he's like if all fish looked like that, I would fuck nothing but fish. Yeah. <laughs> that scene too is like I don't wanna say artful, but the way they present it of just like these two naked Porn stars. Well, apparently just like that uh,
1: that took a, a long time for them to choreograph both of them because I mean they have to swim like synchronized with each other and underwater, so it must have taken them a long time to do that. There's you, the the efforts there when you look. at Oh yeah, at it. well yeah. no, it
0: goes on for a long time and it's all in like slow motion and they're like playing nice opera over it and it's very well shot, very pretty, and then it's just like after that it just goes right back into like the super bloody exploitation stuff it like there's there's artifice in this movie for sure like it's it's trying to be fun and ridiculous but uh they they put thought and effort into this
2: movie
3: yeah there was an obvious love for like exploitation yes
0: there was a love of sleaze and trash but it didn't go out of its way to try to like stylistically mimic exploitation cinema in like in terms of the visual style they keep it very modern in that respect they just do all of these things that you would see in an exploitation film well yeah and that's another reason why i think it works more than
3: other movies that tried to do exploitation yeah it's not stuck in the past it's Trying to do a new take. On it's not. It's not like.
0: It's not like fucking uh, the grindhouse movies that uh, Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez did, where they like put seventies like film grain over the stuff that they were shooting. Yeah. To try to be like, oh, isn't this so seventies? I mean, that has its own place, of course, but. This is more like, uh, like you said, an appreciation for exploitation cinema as a whole and to want to make like a modern day exploitation film. I
3: loved uh, the whole sequence where uh, Jake's love interest is stuck in the boat and they can't seem to figure out that there's a door. On the back of the boat that she could, like, get through the whole time. Right.
0: Once they lure the piranhas away, he has to swim under the boat and come up through the glass bottom to get her when she could just, like, jump in the water and swim out through the door.
3: Well, yeah. While the boat is slowly sinking, they spent the whole time trying to get the top grade off and just allowing the
0: the, the obvious door to just, like, go
3: underwater.
0: Right. I mean, at that point, there were piranhas in the water, so if she'd gotten in, she would have been killed. But once they, once Jake throws uh, uh, the porn guy's body in the water, and they, he has the time to swim all the way under the boat and come up through the bottom and then have a romantic kiss scene before they actually swim out, <laughs> the, <laughs> the choice that they make to, like throw the rope from one boat to another and then crawl across the rope over a thousand hungry piranha like there's gotta be a better way to do that i think somebody even says it i can't remember uh, i think it was adam scott's character it might have been yeah it might have been adam scott's character when they're doing that it's like there's got to be a better way to do this yeah yeah that whole scene was just
1: i mean it's it's all silly that that whole thing isn't it's a uh, is is very dumb but not uh not very important because the the movie is not about that at that point the the real uh the real important scene of the movie had already occurred in the whole massacre at the uh, the spring break party yeah well so. that's
0: that's a hard scene to top But I still think the stuff at the end when they're trying to rescue everybody from the sinking boat is fun. No, it's just the way they go about it is just, like, such a fucking mess. (laughs) That's that's (laughs) really the thing. Right, it's, like, a super... Seems like a super roundabout, inefficient way to do it. And how Jake ends up... uh, Jaws style, creating yeah. a, a bomb to uh, blow up all the piranhas by turning on the propane tanks and using uh, like a like a flare, a boat flare or something. I I do really appreciate all of the all of the Jaws homages in this, like having Richard Dreyfus at the beginning in the same outfit. They do uh, that dolly zoom. They do they do like the vertigo zoom that they do. Uh, on uh Roy Scheider on Jaws um they even at one point like I don't know if you guys noticed when uh uh Elizabeth Shue and Ving Rames are like walking around the dock at the beginning they basically have the the Jaws music playing uh it's a little bit different but it's an obvious nod to that I feel like the chew on this motherfuckers is the smile you son of a bitch equivalent yeah. <laughs> And then to blow all the fish up at the end, yeah, it's just like, this movie, the people who made this movie fucking love Jaws, and they're like, let's make our own Jaws, but with lots of smaller angry fish instead of one big angry fish. Let's make
3: Jaws with tits. (laughs)
0: Also, yes, I mean, really, if, if you go and think about it, like... The only thing that's really missing from Jaws is, like, a bunch of fake porn star titties. Yeah, a bunch like, of big old tits and ass. Tiggle bitties. I guess we should probably talk about the ending and the way they set it up for the sequel. Ah, uh,
3: yeah. They finally get back onto the safety boat that they're rescuing everyone off of. The boat that's not sinking. Yeah, and Christopher Lloyd calls. And he's like... We have a terrible problem. The piranha you brought in earlier in the movie, it has no reproductive organs.
0: Or it doesn't have mature reproductive organs. So the ones that you've been fighting are not fully mature! <laughs> and then Adam Scott's just like, so you're telling me that those are all babies? <laughs> babies? And then he's like, huh. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, where are the parents then, and then a giant piranha jumps from off screen, grabs him, and carries him off, and then it cuts to credits, yeah, which is incredible is is the second one about fighting the very large piranhas, or do they just okay so they they don't just totally uh move on from that in the yeah. follow
3: aren't you
2: saying it's like at a water park?
3: yep, it's at a water park, so you have a bunch of piranhas. Uh, going through pipes and stuff. Man,
0: like, I have no desire to see that movie because I trust you guys when you say that it's bad. But it just blows my mind how you have an idea to have very large piranhas at a water park, and it's not amazing. (laughs) Well, I think the problem
3: is Piranha 3 D isn't really grounded in its own world as much. It gets very cartoony, um, but it doesn't, like...
0: The stakes are just too destroyed. is it too like nudge nudge wink wink yes, this is so exactly. ridiculous. Yeah, that's that's a shame. I mean, uh, to take it back to the Sharknado reference, like I think the first Sharknado strikes that really good balance of understanding that its premise is ridiculous, but still playing it somewhat sincerely. And then in all of the Sharknado sequels I feel like they're way too self-aware. I would oh. agree that with that for the most part. Like, it's still funny, but it loses some of its charm, like you were saying, when it's too, like, ah, you see what we did there? It's like, yeah, we know. It's fucking sharks and a tornado. Like, we get it. That's why we're watching this movie. You've already got us. You don't need to point out your jokes m- multiple times. Well, that's a that's a different movie for a different day. <laughs> Do you guys want to rate this, or is there anything else you want to talk about first? I think we can rate this. I think we pretty much discussed
3: everything here.
0: Cool. Uh, Well, Ben, why don't you start, and we'll go around in a
3: circle. All right. Well, this movie is fun, 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 capital F-U-N. It is one of the most fun horror movies out there, in my opinion. It is very campy, very cartoony, very over-the-top, very silly, Um, But it delivers on the gore, you know? It has some actual visceral elements to it. Um, You get that new French extreme background that Asia brings. um, Alexandra, Asia, the director. It might not be the smartest, loftiest movie, but fuck it. Not all movies have to be. And, you know, this movie works in the same way. A lot of Roger Corman movies work for me or a lot of, you know, even like Russ Meyer movies work where it's just full of violence and nudity and over the top camp. But it works because it's grounded in its own sense of reality and it's not it doesn't feel in on the joke. It plays it up, but it never feels like it's nudging you too much about it. So, yeah, I think I would give this. Honestly, I would give this a 5 out of 5 because I think this is a perfect combination of the horror zeitgeist at the time with, you know, an earnest, loving parody of Jaws all blended together. It's a fantastic movie. Jerry O'Connell steals the show in it, in my opinion. I think he plays a perfect sleazy porn director in this uh, yeah just fantastic movie would absolutely recommend it
2: cool Uh, what about you Quinn? Alright like what Ben was saying this movie is just fun 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 it's absolutely ridiculous and absurd but it's all in a great and fantastic fun viewing way they had a good build up to like the chaotic mass killing scene and the boat scene by warning them to get out of the water and they didn't and the whole boat thing too, as well. So I, I, I love that. I can't, in good heart, give it a perfect five out of five because it is such an absurd movie. But I'll give it four pairs of fake porn star titties out of five pairs of fake porn <laughs> star titties.
0: Alright, I think that's a, a pretty great pretty great recommendation. Eugene?
1: For me, yeah, I, I guess I just, uh, I, I don't want to echo all the same things that have been said already, but uh, certainly uh, a low stakes movie, just looking for something to, to see gore and guts get splattered across the screen, that's a... Uh that's what this movie is. It's coming really at ex- you. It's in 3D. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if I'd say if you can't watch it, try and watch it with the 3D glasses. So I know I wanted to. And um, I think the biggest problems is that you just kind of have to take it as as all that to accept that it's not trying to be anything too serious. And that in a lot of ways it's okay being really dumb and that might be a problem for some people, but I'm i easy going. I'm not difficult to please, so I'm going to give it a
0: three and a half out of five. For this movie, I, I feel like I have to rate it based on uh, entertainment alone, because like Ben said, it's not like a smart movie. It's not high concept, but uh, the craft is there and these people obviously were taking it seriously when they were making it and it's really fun it's great to just like turn your brain off and just watch it and watch all of the crazy violence and boobs and butts fly all over the screen and um yeah like it's it's just like a high octane ridiculous exploitation thrill ride um, so for the amount of entertainment I get out of this, I'm, I'm going to echo Ben and I'm going to give it a five out of five. So that will give uh, piranha 3d an average rating of 4.4 pods out of five. So if you love B movies, if you love blood and gore, if you love Ving Rhames, cause I know I do, then fucking check this movie out. You won't be disappointed. Go into it, looking to have a good time and you'll have a good fucking time. That will bring us to the end of this episode. I think we're going to have one more uh, episode altogether here in Milwaukee. Um, By the time it comes out, we will already have uh, completed our move, but we're going to try to do one more um, and maybe get our friend Hannah back on. Uh, If you liked the last episode, get out. If you like the show, you can leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else that you get your podcasts where you can rate them. Uh, You can follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, at podpeoplepod. Send us uh, your recommendations, questions, comments. If you prefer email, you can get at us at podpeoplepod at gmail.com. And like I plugged in the last episode... Check out our letterboxed page for uh, a complete catalog of uh, all of the films we've talked about on the show, with links to each episode. Um, I think we were talking about getting a watch list going on there for uh, movies that we want to do on the show. By the time you listen to this, there
3: should be a watch list up, and we'll be asking for any recommendations you have, anything you want to hear us talk about on the show feel free to throw a comment
0: in there. We already yeah. have a few will movies do. in there. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and if it's not already in the list or it's not something that we've already talked about, then, yeah, you'll uh, you'll see your recommendation in our watch list and we'll get around to it.
2: Leprechaun 2, Back in the Hood, is definitely going uh, on the
3: list. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. We absolutely
0: will do a Leprechaun episode at some point. We've got to. We've got to. Um If you uh, want to, you know, if you're feeling into it, you can follow me on Twitter at Mr. Van Awesome. Uh, Do you guys have anything else you would like to plug? You can follow me on Twitter at Mr. Sheets. Quinn, uh, is there anything you'd like to plug?
2: Yeah, uh, if you liked some of my uh, silly comments and my minimal participation in this episode, uh, you could check out my Twitter, which I also minimally participate on. It's uh, Infinite Quinn, but Quinn is spelled with one N at the end, not two. And uh, if you want to see me participate more in things, uh, check out uh, CreamCityCentral.com. And if you're into sports, uh, specifically Wisconsin sports, definitely check out that site.
0: Yeah, Quinn. Quinn's a Quinn's a sports journalist. Kind
2: of, yes. <laughs> hey, you write you write
0: for a sports site, so that's sports journalism. Uh, Eugene, well,
1: my Fortnite stream has been lacking, to say the least. I'm. Is at, it hard to
0: play Fortnite with a hook hand?
1: Yeah, that was um because I thought that I could like just kind of like do it off screen. I I will admit this uh, for the first little bit I had. I had hired just, like, a small person. Or, no, what are they like to be called? Dwarves? Uh, I hired a dwarf uh, to, to operate the keyboards while I, like, I kicked him. And, like, the kicks were, like, he knew what, what I was trying to command him to do.
0: Pod People and, does not condone the kicking of dwarves.
1: Uh, right. All no, side throw project. Throwing. Side project. But um, I think the people that, because the stream was going, but they could hear, like, the crying and my kicking. And um, they weren't mad about that. They were just mad that I wasn't actually playing the game. So lacking right now.
3: I'm trying to get my webcam show going on, though. So You know, I, was, I, I meant to tell you earlier, Eugene, but I, I'm sorry for swatting you. The other night, uh, that we was
1: especially because the 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 dwarf I had hired was also an illegal, so it got me in a lot of trouble. Oh
3: my god! Oh,
1: no. Yeah, shut down. Thankfully, with the hook hands, they did consider me a threat, and so they like <laughs> they took <laughs> they took like the they were great, great guys. Like they really knew how to do their jobs. They took me down real quick.
2: So good thing there wasn't any neo Nazi lawyers from New York City. In the oh, vicinity. yes, to that's reports. Right.
1: Thank God. So I, uh, I, I've gotten out unscathed so far, but uh, still trying to struggle, and make a living. If you want to, you give me ten dollars on Patreon. I like, I'll, I'll like, I'll give you a picture of me in a wig if that's your thing. I don't know. Last guy to give me money wanted that, so. Maybe I'm a wig guy now. So hey, uh, check hook. Me, yeah, check me out, big wig hook man. Uh, you can you can support me. I do webcam shows, and I'm trying to get my Fortnite stream off the ground. So just maybe I can get the ball rolling again. Big so lot of lot
0: of <laughs> lot of projects on my plate. I thought it was pronounced hookman. <laughs> I, uh, excuse me for for making that assumption. <laughs> well, you should have asked me first. <laughs> Well, the show is produced and scored by Ben and edited by me. And thank you, as always, for listening. We'll catch you next time. And just remember, if you go on spring break, look out for those nasty baby piranhas, because they got big, sharp teeth. Shop.
2: 40 million years!